What's going on, folks? Welcome back. Greg Langston, co-creator of College Flight Plan, was on the show this week, and it was awesome. We had a great time. Uh, he didn't mind that I completely butchered his intro, so that, that was fantastic. <laughs> you should get a good laugh at that. You should. Uh, college Flight Plan, if, if you got kids that are getting ready to go to college or, um, hey, you know what? high school kids that maybe they don't know they want to go to college. This is a unbelievable program. It gets them driven. It gets them figuring out what they really should be doing, you know, with their life. Something I should probably do. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, check it out and then, uh, share it, share it with a friend. Maybe you've got a friend that's got a kid going to college. There you go. Do it. And, uh, Jump on social media and uh, give us a follow. And uh, do that at College Flight Plan and give them a follow as well. Hit them up on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, share, like, and review. Thanks for listening, folks. Dads Worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, Vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security, doors are locked, windows shut, house alarm is set. Fingerless gloves, dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. And with us today, we have Greg from College Flight Plan. He graduated from Purdue's Ken, uh, Krenner School of Business. I hope I didn't butcher that. I, I know no, I butchered close that. Enough. Yeah, I know. Close <laughs> He's an expert in high, building high-performance teams across 10 different industries. He's built and led businesses of over a billion dollars and has worked in 65 countries. Welcome to the show, sir. Brendan, it's great to be here with you. I've been looking forward to it since we last talked last week. I've just been so looking forward to this show. You know, I rarely practice an intro, and I did, and I still uh, screwed it up. So I apologize. But uh, that. <laughs> well, maybe uh, they'll change the pronunciation for that going forward. Yeah, like I feel it so like much. they they'll should. Say, I so feel like better. they should make it a lot easier. Yeah. We'll just. <laughs> How do they know that? <laughs> they should know that I have a complete inability to pronounce things. Uh, you, you, and your wife went to uh, Purdue. Yes. Uh, she awesome. was on page forty-nine of the freshman register, and I said, "Being a goal-oriented guy, I said, wow, um, I want to go out with you." And um, took me three years, but um, she was captain of the cheerleaders. I was a quarterback uh, of at Purdue, and. Uh, you know, I've been very blessed and fortunate to be married to her. Although it did ask, I did have to ask her three times, and she turned me down three times. No way, three times. Yeah, that's personal. And I had a limit, so. you know, to say I'm only going to do three times. But I said no, I'm going to go for a fourth time, and the fourth time was a charm. So I was lucked out. Oh, perfect. Oh, uh, that's great. And you uh, co-creator, so you uh, you started the company together. Yep. Awesome. All right, we're going to get and more. She's an educator. She's an educator. Oh, yeah. And I was a business person. And we brought this information together. And, uh, you know, 20 years later, we're, we're doing this now. We're doing it live and online, mobile friendly, and helping lots of kids. That's great. Uh, now, let's, we have to do the obligatory questions. Uh, first off, uh, how many children? Two children. 
two children. And uh, all right, I guess let's start it off. What, what, what's been your proudest dad moment? And there's a lot of them. I know there's a lot of them. So which is one that just pops right into your, to your head there? Um, the fact that they've both um, have grown and have young children and the fact that they are investing into their kids in the same way that we've invested into them to see them creating a legacy for themselves. Because I, I believe that everybody's going to live a legacy. You can be proud of it or you can not be proud of it. And it's I'm focused on helping myself and my family to, to be proud of the legacy. And you'll recall last week that um, I told you that with my son, I had a special signal that said too good to quit. So I wouldn't embarrass him at universe, you know, it's at high schools and so on and so forth. Yeah. And here, here my son has grown and has his own kid. And we were talking last week and we both did the sign to each other on our call, you know, and he's, he's 40 years old. And the fact that we do that still is pretty cool. That's amazing. Yes, it is. It, 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 that's, uh, warms my heart that you still like i i worry because uh even at nine years old i feel like my son uh although he was uh, I, I say sometimes he doesn't uh not that he doesn't he does <laughs> i like to hug and you know and i'm worried i i guess i should just say i'm worried that eventually he's not going to want to hug me anymore <laughs> and, oh, you know what I mean? well the, th like, the thing like, is that's your deal and yeah. uh, you know my my yeah. son married into a family that they don't hug and so they see us coming and we're huggers yeah and it's like incoming they've got to put up with it because that's what we do that's our love language and oh yeah you know you can really transmit the tactile feel i think particularly a dad and a son can be really special yep i was saying that to a coworker. uh a, a while back i was just saying you know i hope i hope they never uh you know don't want the affection from me because you say you don't want to embarrass your son you that you so you came up with that hand signal and that i i well i mean i i i don't know how else to put it so i look forward to embarrassing my children i mean that's like <laughs> that is like a goal of mine sometimes so i i i just uh i uh, yeah, I so even if they, I guess you know, honestly, now, now that I've really talked it out, even if they don't like the uh, the hugging, they're gonna get it. It's just, it's just gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. And uh, you know what? They'll remember that. Yeah. They will remember. It. Yeah. Um. Or what's one skill that you want to master? I like asking this question of the experienced fathers, you know, someone that's been around a block or two, because I think that, you know, you've mastered quite a few skills, I'm guessing, in your time. So mm -hmm. you can't you can't run a billion dollar industry and not have a few uh, few skills mastered. So well, the, the skill I would um, I would like to know is with each person that I meet, how can I serve them first? Mm because that takes active listening and really understanding what they're trying to do. And just like you, Brendan, and your, and your audience, I want to learn how to serve your audience. Awesome. Awesome. All right. What uh, is the most important thing your dad passed on to you? Well, a tremendous work ethic. Same and um, well, the, you know, the, I will is more important than the IQ at times. You know, if you just, you are going to do it and there's nothing that's going to stop you. And um, sometimes that can get a little out of hand if you, you know, don't learn to stop yourself. But uh, it's a very strong work ethic is something that I, I took from my dad. 
What did you just say? I like that saying. Uh, your I will is uh, is more, more important, important at times than the, than the IQ. IQ. I like that. I li- I've never heard that before. No. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's when you're dealing with students who say, well, you know, I'm not getting the best scores. I'm not doing this. Listen, if you learn the right life skills and you learn about yourself and you learn what you're passionate about and your decision-making skills, you don't necessarily have to be the brightest room in the man in the room or a woman in the room. It's learning how to properly do what you're passionate about. But the key is to find out what you're passionate about because so many people really don't have a clue. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, yeah. We talked about that earlier. I, that, yeah. I yeah. just, it's, and I, we're going to get into it even further, but uh, I think even some adults could use your uh, guidance <laughs> as well. Uh, Let's see here. You can ask me the trivia one. Ooh, you want the trivia one? Okay, what is the yeah. most interesting piece of trivia you know? <laughs> He's vying for questions now. <laughs> <laughs> He's a masochist. Okay, did you know that there are only two places in the world where you can't get Coca-Cola? Where would those be? Well, geez, I don't know. Antarctica? North Korea and Cuba. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Those damn commies. They just. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. See, that teaches me to listen to your podcast because I know that you're going to be, you're, you're going to be coming with something. So um, I want to make sure that I prepare and I serve you well. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, we, we, you know, we threw, we throw some of our guests for a loop with some of these questions. So it's. (laughs) I was like, well, you agreed to be on this show. You think you'd do a little bit of homework. But. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is the one thing you hope your uh, children have learned from you? I guess you can kind of see it now, but uh, uh, what's one thing you, you really uh, – I guess what what's one thing they have learned from you? This is a, a new question we have. I think they've learned the importance of family and the importance of investing day in, day out. Uh, in the family and the importance of leaving a legacy. We're all going to leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy that I'm proud of and I want my children to feel the same way. And there you can see that they're invested in doing that with theirs as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, fantastic. Uh, what's one childish thing you still enjoy doing? I enjoy going driving behind friends or my kids in in uh, down the street and I will go and I will take their windshield wipers while they're in traffic and I'll lift them up and I'll bend their mirrors back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, prankster we have here. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> excellent, excellent. I like uh I like at the golf course when you uh, when they're not expecting it and you unhook their bag, and then when you go oh, you, when you go good. to yeah you go to go to the next the next uh, tee and they they step on the gas on their golf cart and their bags go flying out the back. Yeah, that's a good one. I, yeah. I I mentioned to you that I had a prank that I did to my son. Do you want me to share? Oh that yes, let's let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he he was going to he was in high school. He was going to go to Europe to with a literature class mm-hmm. and I was traveling a great deal as I, I've always done and I happened to be able to arrange my schedule so that I planned a trip to Europe um, at the same time 
and he didn't know it. So what I, he thought I was going to Canada and I was actually going to, to Europe. And so he and his class were all in the airplane and they were in coach and I got on at the end. I was in, in business class. I was fortunate to be um, you know, able to do that. Yeah. And so we're over the Atlantic four hours in and um, I told the flight attendants that I was going to do this. They thought it was cool. Um, <laughs> I had his toothbrush. And I walked back from business class and I'm walking past all of his friends. And I said, Brad, you forgot your toothbrush. Um, <laughs> you know, you're, you need to take your toothbrush on your trip. And he's looking at me like, what? wait a minute. How are you doing this four hours over the Atlantic? Yeah. So that, that was my, uh, my prank on him. Uh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't heard that one before. No, no, that is definitely a first. Definitely yeah. a first. Uh uh, one piece of advice you'd give to new dads. Show unconditional love to your spouse. I don't think we ever got that answer. That's great. Yes, absolutely. Should do that anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> new parents, but yes, yes. Uh, they need it more than ever when they're uh, in that yeah, because we yeah. think we're all us when we're guys and we're by ourselves. But uh, when you become a couple, you need to show unconditional love to each other. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, last but not least, uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? It is. And it's one of my favorite sandwiches. Wow. You are in the minority, sir. Yeah. Costco, yeah. particularly. Costco, Costco brand dogs? Yes, dollar wow. fifty. Super, <laughs> super. <laughs> I'll go shop. I'll go shopping, honey. I'll go shopping. I'll take care of it. No, no, absolutely. Got it. <laughs> That's great. Sorry to disappoint you there. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm not. I. I mean, I. I don't agree with you, but I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. You know. Okay. Well, um, I. You know, I. I have consciously not gone and seen any of the videos mm -hmm. that describe how a hot dog is made. But um, yeah, I don't and think I, and I do that to. for a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you enjoy something that much, I wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I so I want to I, I went actually uh, stalking you on social media. And I think as much as I can't stand Twitter, uh, I thought your it's not your intro, but your description on Twitter uh was fantastic. I think uh, Twitter, if nothing else, uh, makes you condense your language. Uh, uh, you know, it, so it makes you get a bunch in on a real, you know, small space. Um, and it, you say you're helping parents and teachers online to inspire high school students to discover and do what inspires them so that they can create legacies they are proud of. Um, there's a there's a lot in there Absolutely. so um but you kept saying legacy you know provide you know uh you know you're you're you, you wanted your son and uh, and your daughter the you know to invest in their legacies and uh so you we spoke earlier as you as you'd mentioned and you said you kind of uh, you kind of tried this college flight plan with the kids first that's right. They were our guinea pigs. And, you know, I never had the the guidance um, that we've been able to, to share with our kids. And, you know, 
I was not taught how to deal with money. I was not taught how to deal with, you know, relationships and, and what major to pick. It was just like, well, everybody in your family has gone to Purdue University. So you're going to Purdue University and, and there you go. And um, we basically found that while our kids were growing overseas, you know, my son was 13 and he'd been to, let's see, it's been to 12 different schools in five different countries. Wow. And so had a wonderful experience learning all sorts of stuff. But when we brought him back to the United States, we thought we were going to get all this training for him to be able to figure out, okay, what's my major? What should I do? What am I passionate about? And so on and so forth. So I can really make the most of, of my future. And we found that that didn't exist. There's nothing, there was nothing 20 years ago uh, to teach the kids what to do. And, and that's still the case today. And so that's why we built the program because I found that I was getting invested. They invested a tremendous amount of me in teaching me how to be a better leader, how to know my strengths, how to motivate and inspire other folks um, when I'm leading ever larger teams. And so I'd come back from these programs and I'd tell my wife, who's an educator saying, why aren't we teaching our kids this? You know, you don't have to wait till you're 35 or 40 to figure this stuff out why can't we teach kids in high school? And so that's how we started. We invested in our kids. We didn't break them. Um, they've gone <laughs> yeah. on to be very successful and uh, still have a loving relationship with them. And um, we have invested in them. And then other people asked, can you please help us do this? And so we did other workshops. And then with the advent of COVID, we put it all online. Perfect. Yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, forced you to uh, adapt but I, I think uh, it's better. You can reach more people, right? I mean, you, Absolutely. you know, I mean, if you're just doing in person, then it's uh, limiting for sure. sure. Uh, now, uh, so you and Beth uh, jump on this and when I guess when was the I when was the idea to start this as a business and to really ramp it up? Um, well, it was always a business uh, kind of a side hustle 20 mm -hmm. years ago for her because she was and for me, because we were doing the workshops, yeah. but I was traveling a ton, 200,000 miles a year, oh, wow. um, running large business. I've got almost 2 million with Delta. Um, <laughs> so a lot of miles. Yeah. And what was cool is I was able to practice these, these uh, tools and methods with the people that I've, I had an opportunity to lead and to mentor whether it be a high school student, a college student, or even a young professional. And in some cases, pretty mature professionals didn't know a lot of the stuff that we were teaching them. Yeah. And, um, and that was something that I truly enjoyed. And so we were doing that. We, she's been doing admissions essays and college admissions essays, which I would rather you take a 13 inch knitting needle and shove it in my eye <laughs> than, than do an application essay. But yeah. she likes that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I and, saw that uh, she liked it so much that she put it in her bio. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the, the fact is, you know, this started 20 years ago and, yeah. uh, and we've been doing it ever since. That's great. And I, 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 as I told you, I personally believe that this is just fantastic. I wish it was around, uh, when I was, uh, I was there. I wish someone had, uh, kind of directed me. Not that, uh, I was an idiot or anything like that. I just, uh, I, I, I guess I wish, uh, I wish I had a little more direction and maybe it was something like this. I, it, it, it may have happened. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I think of how many people that I know that have went to school, went to college and have changed their majors several times. 
and they don't have a real clear uh, direction as to, to to what they want to do. And I think most people well, don't. Even even as an adult, I'm like, ah, I think I'd like to try something else. You know. <laughs> so you know the the. Uh, y- yeah, so I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, as a, a you know, as an 18 year old kid, it's really hard to know what you want to do. So finding that direction, and you know, that's manifested in the statistics that say that 87 percent of people between the ages of 16 and 29 have no purpose or meaning. 87 percent. Wow. And so, how does that manifest itself? Only 60, only 40 percent of the kids that go to college actually graduate. Uh, 40% of those that graduate, graduate in four years, a full 60% graduate in at least six years. And that's because 60% of them are changing their majors at least three times because they're not sure what they want to do. And so I encourage those that are listening, whether you're a student or a parent, help your students figure out earlier what they're interested in, what they're passionate about, what, um, what they have a predisposition to do. And there are different ways you can do that. Now, uh, I guess, uh, how does one get started? How do you, they, uh, they just jump in and, uh, jump into your curriculum and you said it's all online now. So, right. um, it, is it a self-taught program or is it, uh, a program that is, uh, you have to follow along with a class? It's self-taught, but the first reaction that a student has, and we typically work with students that are between 15 and 18, because mm-hmm. uh, we think sophomore years is, is a good year to do it. Yep. Their first reaction is, oh, mom and dad, you put me in another course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, please, yeah. my hair's on fire. Look at my hair's on fire. I don't have time. I want to hang out with my friends. I want to do social media and I got to study. And now you're giving me this course to talk about self-discovery and what I want to do. And, um, and so what we've done to combat that uh, natural reaction is first and foremost, the videos, it's a 12 hour process that a student goes through and that's done in not one sitting, it's done in two and a half minute increments. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a YouTube version of life learning. And so it's all mobile optimized. And what it does is it begins by helping a student figure out what their strengths are. Cause as we're growing up, we're, we're taught to say, what is going on on your, on your exam or on your test, everything's circled in red that you got wrong. And what we do is we think, let's, let's flip that and let's talk about what you're doing right, uh, not just what you're doing wrong. And so what a student picks are eight trusted advisors, people that know them, and they also pick an accountability partner and they give the person feedback relative to these are your strengths, this is what you suck at, that you need to consider getting better. <laughs> yeah. These are these are the things that you do that you how you add value to other people. And these are majors that we think you'd be very good at doing, or a profession that we think you'd be very good at doing once you graduate. Wow. Yeah. That's probably pretty important. Uh, doing just little snippets. We talked about uh, social media and keeping uh, kids attentions. That's uh, it's got to be quite difficult. Well, um, it is. And, you know, social media is some of it's good, but some of it's devastating yeah. um, because they're measuring themselves against perfection. And perfection is a mental construct. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. Yeah. 
except except God. Um, <laughs> yeah. My personal my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, and so it's it, personal. It's a it's a mental construct, much like if you're in an airplane and you're flying at thirty thousand feet, and you see the horizon coming toward you, and you say, "Okay, I'm getting close to the horizon." As soon as you get close to the horizon, it goes away. That's the same thing with the perfection that kids are finding and adults, for that matter, with social media, that uh, they're never going to attain that. And I prefer looking at progress, not perfection. You can look at what you accomplished yesterday, 24 hours ago, in certain areas of your life. And we explain that to a student, health, wealth, wisdom and relationship. And then you can say, what have you done today that's better than yesterday? That's something that's measurable, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I slept eight hours, whereas yesterday I slept four hours. So that's better. Um, I, you know, I did my homework today before five o'clock instead of not doing my homework. Those are things that you can do that are tangible improvements versus, you know, perfection. Oh, you spoke about elevator pitch. Now yeah. you have kids do an elevator pitch. So there's, I, I think there's, I think there's a lot of stuff that's not taught in school. Public speaking is kind of breezed over uh, in school. Uh, yep. And, but uh, and it's it's tough enough to do one uh, to do a talk in front of your peers, but you have them do an elevator pitch to their parents. Right. Well, what what we do is help a student go through. Let me back it up and say, yeah. there's a three phase process mm-hmm. that basically uh, the first is discovery, where you determine what your values are, your core values, what your strengths and weaknesses, what your what you should study. Um, what is your distinct natural ability in terms of how you problem solve? Because we give a student, have a student go through an assessment to see how they naturally problem solve. Yep. And what a student comes out of is they craft a paragraph that says, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I really do well. So that when in a, in a class or in a team environment or they're volunteering or in work and they're asked to do something, they know that based upon the information they got in their discovery, that you know what, they're gonna do really well volunteering for this particular activity. If they find that people say, listen, you're a horrible public speaker, you don't wanna go and be a public speaker. You don't wanna volunteer to do that unless you consciously say, I'm going to improve my skill at doing that. And so what we do is we help the student to determine what those things are, what they're passionate about, what their life goals are, and what they should study in college. And so what happens is at the end of the process, they take all this discovery and determine what they're going to do with it and then say, this is how I'm gonna direct my future. And that's all included in a one minute memorized, and I do that in air quotes, because you can vary it. Once you've got it ingrained in your memory, depending upon your audience, you can present, hey, listen, I understand you're a college admissions advisor and you are looking to see who's the right fit for your school. Let me tell you that these are my values. This is how I problem solve. This is how this is my unique natural ability. This is what I want to do with my career and my future. These are the majors that I'm thinking about. And I see that your school has a very good program on such and such. That is a compelling elevator speech that they can say in one minute instead of, well, I'm a high school student (laughs) and I'm thinking I'm going to go to college. I like hanging out with my friends. That's exactly. (laughs) I'm really good at this game. Yeah. And so contrary to other courses where a parent can spend money and time investing and sending their kid to to a a program and they ask their their son or daughter, you know, how was it? And they go, fine. 
Fine. Um, yeah, tell <laughs> yeah. me about it. Oh, it was good. You know, can't you see that I'm doing my social media, mom and dad? Yeah. Um, what what they have to do is they present part and parcel of the program is they present to their parents, you know, all that information. Um, and it really does create a transition and a transformation where the kid, young man, young woman understands and has clarity in terms of what they're good at doing. They have a sense of confidence. And they also have a sense of control because they're establishing and sharing five-year and one-year goals as well as aspirational goals with their parents, which is pretty unique. Yeah, I just, yeah. And I think uh, being able to deliver that to your parents is, it's pretty huge and deliver it in a serious tone. Uh, well, it's a 14-page document that yeah. they basically take and they sit down with their parents and they walk their parents through that process, depending upon which process they select we're either there to facilitate it or not. Mm -hmm. um, in addition, the student picks out an accountability partner to take them through that process. And why now, do we is do that? that? A, now, is that a peer or is that another? Is that an adult? Uh, that is chosen by the student. And okay. most people think that the student's going to pick a friend and they get yeah. to pick up to eight different people. Mm -hmm. And typically it's a relative or the parent who is their accountability partner? And the reason we do that, and it's not one of us, it's they're, they're picking the person who they feel will give them the best constructive feedback relative to what they're doing well and what they can improve upon. Yep. And so the reason we do that is if you say the probabilities, the data, I'm, I'm big on data. If you just say, I'm going to lose five pounds, um, probability of you succeeding doing that is single digits. Yeah. If you share it with your ecosystem, your peers, your families, uh, your friends, the probability is 65%. If, however, you share that with a, an accountability partner, it goes up to 95%. So that's why we've wow. included that into the process. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so how do you mold it to individual kids? Because kids aren't the same, right? Like you've got, I mean... Yeah, that, they're completely different. <laughs> no one's the same, like a snowflake, right? So the, uh, how do you mold your program uh, to fit uh, just every student that comes your way? Um, and this is where taking the learnings that I learned in, in business and with Beth's educational background, I firmly believe that everybody has the potential to be a rock star in something. Mm-hmm. They just need to find out what that is. And we run into this many times where, in, interestingly enough, in certain cultures where there's a patriarch or a matriarch that says, listen, you're going to be a lawyer because yeah. I've been a lawyer, dad's been a lawyer, yeah. uncle's, you know, Harry's been a lawyer, and Emma, you're going to be a lawyer. And Emma goes through this process of growing up saying, I'm in a bunch of lawyers, I guess that's what I'm going to do. But if they do the self-discovery, they may find out that, you know what, I'm probably not going to be a good lawyer. I would be a bad lawyer, um, but I would be a fabulous architect. And so, therefore, I want to be able to share with you, mom and dad, why I'd be a great architect. I think your, your goal for me is to be passionate about what I do, add value to others, have a fulfilling career, not live in the house in the basement all day long but actually go forth and, and, you know, contribute to society, I can do that with this. And so that's the deliverable. You say, how do we do that for each kid? The thing is, we start with them at the very beginning. We start finding out what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? 
It's all about you. It's not like it's being thrust down upon you by your parents. It's basically taking an onion and peeling it back one layer at a time, figuring out. So, so you're a sophomore. Let's talk about what you've accomplished or what you're proud about that you've accomplished in your life so far. And there are very distinct situations that they've identified that are meaningful to them, even when they're sophomores. And then when they realize, oh, well, you tell me that I do this well, and you're telling me that this is how I'd add value to other people. You're not just telling me what I'm doing wrong. And oh, you think, I thought I could be a good architect, but look at all these people telling me that I'd be a great architect. And only you, Dad, said I should be a lawyer. No, um, the, the yeah. fact is the responses that they get are also confidential. So they don't they don't know who's saying what. We, we have a lot of the young people saying, now that must be my dad or that must be my mom. But we purposely have it so they don't know who's giving them the feedback. But they do get all that feedback and they get 200 data points of information. Wow. And so this is much more compelling than a school saying, hey, fill out this uh, questionnaire and we're going to tell you that you're going to be a fireman. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, based on what? It's yeah. it's you know, it's Tuesday and it's, you know, I had a bad day and so I'm going to be a fireman. Oh, OK, um, it's much more important to have a holistic uh you know, review and feedback. Plus, we also encourage parents to have your students get engaged in volunteering for different things that they might want to do their freshman year, their sophomore year. Case in point, our son, he wanted to, he thought he was going to be a doctor. He really wanted to do that. And so we said, okay, let's see what we can do to help you. So a friend of ours was a cardiovascular surgeon or another friend was a neurosurgeon. So he spent the summer in the OR, wow. ER, no, operating with OR, yeah, OR. <laughs> uh, in the OR with them, um, helping them, you know, clean up and so on and so forth. You can't do that today, but um, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was he was doing that then, and he came out after the summer and said, "I don't want to be a doctor." I mean, yeah. it's basically they're they're a specialist in cutting into the brain or cutting into the chest cavity, and everybody else is doing the beginning and the end, and they just go in and they're like a plumber who is able to do something very, very specific that nobody else can do, but they have the hands and the knowledge and the experience that you can't put them fitting together this way. It's got to go that way. And he said, I don't have a relationship with the clients, the, the patients that I thought I would have. And so based on that, he said, I don't want to do that. And so he chose to go in finance. And the beauty of that is he saved himself and me a decade worth of time and who and knows money. how much money <laughs> yeah. by going in, going into something that uh, he had figured out that that was not the right thing for him. Yeah. Apprenticeships are a wonderful thing. Uh, and you know, you get to find out real quick whether or not you, you like what they're doing. Um, so what about people that show up, they go through some of your program and find out that college isn't for them. Has you that, say, has what that a, happened? You say, what a, you say what a blessing. Yeah. Um, because so many schools and so many people say, you have to go to college. Uh, you have to go to university. It was definitely pushed uh, when I was going through high school. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It was definitely and, pushed. And when I was going to school, you not only went to college, but you don't think about going for five years or six years. You're going for four years, full stop, no choice. That's it. Um, but I think with the advent of all the information that you have available and the choices that exist and now the remote learning that we have, young people can figure out that, you know what, college might not be the right thing for me. 
I might be the best. And I always say this one, if you want a good gig that can make you a ton of money, if that's what you're driving for, if you want to be an underwater welder, you can make bank. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you can make a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. Or if you want to do HVAC work, if you want to do plumbing, uh, it, whatever you want to do that doesn't necessarily need a college degree, go forward and do that because you can make a fabulous living. You can be passionate about that if you're very good with your hands. I can't do that. I mean, I will hurt myself if I try to do any of the plumbing things and so on. So I, I can do it, but it's conatively very stressful for me. If you say, Greg, I need to go create a compelling process to go, you know, take over this country. I can do that. I can figure that <laughs> yeah. out. But if you ask me to do it with my hands, nah, it's yeah. not going to work. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to leave a mark and it's not going to look good. But the, the fact you know, is, your limitations is good, Greg. It's, it's, yeah. it's good. I mean, and, and, and I have certain people in my sphere of influence that will point those out very directly <laughs> yeah. and appropriately. Um, the fact is, if you go and don't go to college, in fact, I'm, I'm, an, I'm in a mastermind with somebody who said, I wish I would have taken your program because I went to college and dropped out three times because college was not the right thing to do. But my family kept pushing me to go to college. He said, I wasted a tremendous amount of money. Yeah. If I could have avoided that because now I'm a successful entrepreneur, but I could have avoided that if I would have taken a self-discovery process like this. And, so, not, and not just that, the time, the time wasting, you're not, you can't get that time back. And no, I mean, very true. money too, but time's way more important. So, and one of the key things is that, you know, 40% of freshmen, you know, don't come back for the sophomore year. And so if you're in a school that's 50 grand or 80 grand and you drop out, you know, that's that you're pegging on 50 to $80,000 worth of debt that um, that somebody's got to pay for. And, you know, typically that happens after the second year. And so the numbers can be much, much higher. And so that's why we have $1.7 trillion worth of debt. So our objective is to help young people figure out what it is that they're passionate about, what they do well, what they need to work on some more. And with, you know, YouTube and so forth, you can learn anything. Uh, yeah. The fact is, my favorite word in the English language is yet, in that I haven't learned it yet. I can learn that through YouTube or something else. I mean, you could do, you know, brain surgery on yourself. It probably wouldn't be pretty, but if you could probably learn it on YouTube, yeah. I wouldn't suggest it, but <laughs> yeah. uh, you can probably learn a tremendous amount. Not a good plan. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's been... You said 20 years, I guess, what is the most surprising feedback that you've gotten from either a student or a parent? It's universal in that they have a lot, much, much more clarity. Parents, in some cases, they're weeping, saying, you know, you've been my child for 16, 17 years. I thought I knew you better than anybody. I'm getting confirmation on certain things that I've known about you. But I see this whole other part of you that flourishing that just brings me great joy. That's the universal uh, situation. And also universally parents say, I wish I would have had this when I was in high school. Yep. Yeah. I mean, just reading about it. I, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Having a, and I think a lot of people that, well, I mean, anyone that's retro, uh, introspective, I, I should say, um, then I would hope that if they didn't have, uh, you know, guidance, then, then 
and then they would want it, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, just reading through what you guys are doing. It's fantastic. It's, uh, it's definitely needed. Uh, the schools are definitely not really, I mean, how would you put this in a curriculum? How you would put it in the curriculum is you make it part of a, it's a semester and you would basically say one, you know, one week for one homeroom or one, you know, class a week. It is a prerequisite for freshman or sophomore to go through this process to learn about this. And then you have a teacher facilitate the process uh, in a school system. That's one of the things that we are exploring because it is really needed. The kids are not getting this type of training. They talk about ESL, uh, emotional social learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, they're concerned about that. And particularly with the advent of COVID, they're even more concerned because of the social, emotional, self-awareness, decision-making, critical thinking. They're not getting that. It would be a process by which the school adopts that as a, as a curriculum. We're talking to the local Poway school system about implementing that because the executive director said in my 38 years of teaching, I've never seen anything that is so comprehensive that ties the student with their teachers and their parents in terms of how I can use practical emotional social learning because you're not learning about how you feel only. We're all talking about how you feel and how you feel. It's what are you going to do with that? Yeah. How are you going to translate that into behaviors today, tomorrow, one year from now, five years from now? Do you think it will be as successful uh, in a public school setting? I think it depends completely on the teachers that are involved. Mm -hmm. And um, what we're starting in this one school is in the AVID system, the AVID part of the program where these are young students, they're gonna be first generation college students that are highly motivated and their parents didn't go to college. And so they're trying to help these kids get to the next step. Yeah, And uh, and we're excited about doing that because I think awesome. it's important. Congratulations, that's great. Thank that's you. Great. Uh, I think I think we're gonna end it there. Uh, what, what, I guess what would be your uh, what would be your closing statement to people that uh, want to uh, check you out and how to find you? Well, I think um, two things. Um, they can go to collegeflightplan.com, collegeflightplan.com. They can reach me at greg at collegeflightplan.com, and I would just encourage students and parents to start early. You know, help your student to determine and to try out for different activities and to intern, help them to learn a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. The aspect of, I haven't learned this yet. You have positive affirmations and uh, that you can do that. How to set clear and articulate goals um, that are, you know, that are smart goals, if you will. How to pick an accountability partner. And, you know, a student can pick an accountability partner to help them learn a language to help them get better at math, to help them do whatever they want to do. Um, it doesn't have to be their parent. It doesn't have to be a tutor. Tutor, It can be one of their friends. And so I just encourage parents to start early. Excellent. Well, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day and coming on the show. And uh, it's, it's just such as, as I said before, it's a, it's a service that's very badly needed. So I'm glad someone's uh, taken up the reins. Well, Brendan, it's been a pleasure. If, if I can, la last but not least, if I yes. can leave your audience with one thought, 
Um, I've taught my kids the following things, which I say are their high potential essentials. Number one is determine what are your core values and live by those values. Number two is do what you say you will do. Number three, arrive on time. Number four is finish what you start. Number five is say please, thank you, and you're welcome. And then number six is be willing to apologize when you're wrong. If you do those six things day in, day out, you will contribute to your family, you contribute to the team that you're playing on, and you'll contribute to your business. That is perfect. Perfect. Number six, I love it. I think a lot of people are not humble enough to do that, unfortunately. It's very hard to do for some very, people. Very hard to do. I apologize to my children sometimes. So you got to do it. If you're wrong, you should do it. Uh, thank you, sir. All right, Brent, folks. It's been a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know how to get a hold of us, Brendan at dadsww.com or Jim at dadsww.com. And, of course, if you can't stand us, hate mail at dadsww.com. But there better not be any for this episode. It was great. It was great. Uh, <laughs> and uh, jump on Instagram. You know, College Flight Plan is on Instagram. And it's looking a little shabby. I got to say, Greg, he, he, you know, he has it. He ha so, so get on there and give him a follow, give him, a, give him a like and a follow. And, uh, I mean, let's be serious. He doesn't need to, it's, you know, but we want to boost him up a little bit, but, uh, and hit him up but on a, Facebook. But a true statement. You're, you're <laughs> I'm adding to my ecosystem of giving me constructive criticism <laughs> by, by including you in that, Brendan. So All right. uh, well-deserved. Thank <laughs> you so much. And, uh, <laughs> And then uh, hit him on Facebook and give him a like there as well and uh, give him a boost there. So, uh, man, I, I get, can't thank you enough. I had a great time talking with you. And, uh, folks, can't wait to see you next week. Later. <laughs>